When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, McCoy. Hey, McCoy. Hey, McCoy. Welcome into the PHNX studios at the lovely Arizona Center. It is PHNX Suns. I'm your host, Espo, alongside Saul and Gerald. Gentlemen, how are you today? I'm good. I'm feeling a little bit more refreshed than I was 24 hours ago, which is good. I'm ready for the weekend also, but we're here. I'm just glad you guys didn't burn it down with Lindsay and I gone (laughs) yesterday. I wasn't sure what I was coming back to, but... I'm glad to see my friend Titter Time came back. You're going to owe me some money, buddy. (laughs) Is that the one you made the Harden bet with? Uh, Him and uh, uh, I think Black Sunday as well was the other two. Uh, I I saved the screenshots just in case, you know, because I don't want people to... To, to to renege on their on their bets, so you know. Hold on, what was the bet? Because I was out of commission. I bet I bet him each a hundred bucks that Harden is not going to be a son. Yeah, no. Two hundred dollars I made. Holy crap, man! Yeah, that uh, you might as well just Venmo that to Saul right now. All right, uh, I thank you guys for holding down the fort, though. I had uh, some I food do poisoning. Zell, by the way. Okay, sell them. The, <laughs> bring the hundred bucks to the this studio, guy. whatever the case may be. Uh, yeah, freaking money transfer snob. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I thank you for holding things down. I had a horrible case of food poisoning. I lasted through Vegas, and then freaking chicken got me the first day I was home. You know, so. you know that just tells you enough about Gerald and I's immune system that we were able to come back and still. You know, bounce back with no did, problems. Did you eat bad? Chi- how about I bring you some some bad chicken tomorrow? We'll see how your immune system holds up to it. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, something, I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> something that it certainly wasn't bad was a very nice article from ESPN's Brian Windhorst that dropped today on ESPN. Wendy talking about the Phoenix Suns and in particular Matt Ishbia since he took over. For this team, uh, a lot of glowing. Uh, it, it felt like praise, quite frankly, for uh, for what Matt Ishbia has been able to do and his approach to things so far. What was the biggest takeaway for you guys uh, in that article when reading it? Just the level of consistency with what is being reported behind the scenes and what he's been saying to us since day one. You know, he told us at his introductory press conference, how aggressive he was going to be, how he was going to get his hands dirty and be in the weeds and be involved. Um, And and this article just backs that up. It sounds like he's been involved in every single deal that the Suns have made or tried to orchestrate. Um, He's been aggressive, and I know a lot of people are wary of an overly aggressive owner. 
Um, but so far, they've all been winning moves. They've all been moves dedicated to what bringing a championship to the Suns. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But I, I, for one, am a fan of the fact that everything he's telling us in these public pressers is pretty much the same thing he's telling people behind the scenes and how he's operating. Yeah, no, I, I agree on that. He had a great quote in the article, too, if we can pull that one up. He said, I don't believe you accomplish anything by being average. That's not who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of attitude that we are unfamiliar with in Phoenix mm-hmm. over the 17-year period, 18-year period of the disgraced former owner. It was never about, you know... Average was acceptable, if mm. not, you know, the, the high water mark mm. of, of the former ownership. And I like that when you're looking at what Matt Ishbia does, his eyes are much uh, further than just being average. You know, one of the things that I liked about the article, um, it, you know, I'll just say like this. I, I didn't get emotional, but it, it just felt really good to know that you do have an owner finally. And I'm going to put everybody in the same category, like. You know, Coyotes, Cardinals, D-backs, owners that, um, you know, from time to time they've shown flashes, but there's never been consistency in terms of doing everything you possibly can to put a winner on the the floor. And uh, it it feels very good to know that Matt Ishbia is going to do anything he possibly can to get a championship caliber team here. Um, And then more than that, just having a a championship level experience in franchise as well. Like even when times are bad, um, that doesn't mean that everything else has to be bad as well within the arena, the infrastructure, how you treat people, like so on and so forth. Uh, You remember going into the arena and seeing that ridiculously small jumbotron that was built out of a cell phone, it looked like. And the old Verizon frame on that bad boy. You couldn't see anything. And then the... The, the the experience of going to those games was kind of just average. And then you're watching a bad basketball team. Like everything about that that you can control could have been controlled at a much higher level. It took quite a while for things to kind of finally get renovated and, and changed up. And so uh, I, I really appreciated that. And then the other thing uh, about what Matt Ishbia was re- really focused on that I do appreciate that this article brought to light was there is that instant – kind of new owner syndrome of mm-hmm. wanting to do as much as you can right away to change whatever. Right. Um, but I feel like because of his track record, uh, at UWM, um, his track record in sports, um, and the relationships that he has in sports, I don't feel like he's necessarily in the same bank as all those other guys, uh, the Steve Ballmers of the world and, and, you know, uh, and even Sarver when he first took over, um, I don't feel like he's in this in that same kind of category because I feel like he has a decent amount of basketball knowledgeable people that are surrounding him. Um, and I do feel like he does listen to some of his people about some of the decisions that that they have to make. Um, but he's given them full reign to make those decisions and go and go for it. And hey, I, I like that. Can I be honest with you as mm-hmm. the two of you? And I guess everybody watching and listening, there is part of this. That slightly concerns me. And it's probably my PTSD mm. from having seen it and heard it and, and been around it. But having an owner that involved, involved in everything, the, being the guy that was a key negotiator in uh, the KD trade, which this article refers to again, uh, that he basically negotiated directly with the Nets owner to get the KD dr- trade done, that he set up 
the meeting in, I believe it was New York City, with Bradley Beal, Josh Bartlestein, and, and James Jones, and they all sold sold Bradley Beal on the idea that that is he's he's in intimately involved in every aspect of it, and that was one of the biggest knocks on Sarver was he wouldn't let people do their jobs. He was he was involved in everything. That's scary. There's but a, what's the difference? The difference is these are all winning moves that you're describing, and they're all moves dedicated to bringing a championship, not motivated by profits. Ishbia has consistently said, you know, money, the, the thing about money following success and not the other way around. Like Robert Sarver's goal, it was control that he had in every decision. Ishbia's is it seems like a level of excitement and dedication to accomplishing his goal of winning a championship and that might just sound like caping for the new owner but like they're coming from very different motivations in terms of being involved in everything and i don't think if your aggression is to win and to put one of the best rosters we've ever seen the suns have that should be a bad thing um we can talk about what's going to happen in a few years if they don't win a title and they have to regroup because they have these massive contracts for an older kevin durant an older bradley beal but like there's just a fundamental difference in terms of where that amount of involvement is coming from. And the other thing I will add to that is, is uh, Robert Sarver was very much about Robert Sarver. He wanted the credit for a lot of the stuff. He wanted to be the one that made the moves. He wanted to be the one that took this franchise to a championship in his own identity to pull away from Colangelo and his shadow. Um, when you're talking about Ishbia, uh, one of the selling points to Bradley Beal was not only about Bradley Beal being a part of this franchise, but how his family fit into this franchise as well mm -hmm. and that dynamic within the community and how they fit into that. Uh, he talks a lot about the family aspect, both at UWM and here. Like, I think that's just a far cry from where Robert Sarver's vision was and his motivation was. So I would definitely not put those two in the same category together whatsoever. Yeah, I understand the... Uh, the motivation factor. And I think that's a big part of it. It's just some of those echoes of the past hearing a guy want his hands and all that. But to your point, Gerald, and, and to your Saul, the move so far, you go, well, I don't mind him being involved with right. it. Hey, we're going to spend the money. Hey, come here. This is, this is the way it's going to be. My question is for five years down the line, if things aren't good, how does it play then? Because it was, that was always the thing. When things got bad, these kind of things are, are viewed in different ways. Like Cardinals, for instance. When the Cardinals were winning, nobody minded that Bidwell was was heavily involved and, and making these decisions and around all the time. The second things started to get bad, that's when you know on the field, that's when all these other things start to come out about well, things. So it's just it's PTSD. Really, sure, sure. I, I, I also think that, uh, you know, in, in, in that in that case against against the Cardinals. Right. I think there was a certain level of complacency that that franchise had. Um, you know, they, they had some success and then, you know, they didn't fix up the, the the facilities. They didn't do all the things that you need to do to keep up with the Joneses. And Matt Ishbia definitely doesn't strike me as that type of individual, right? Like, I feel like if if they don't have the best of everything, he's going to try and make it the best of everything. Yeah. Uh, and I think his DNA is just a little bit different. And, and also, like, there's a thing to be said about, like, you having a good quality GM um, and them being able to pitch somebody and then this asshole getting in the way, like, That's and fair. ruining a pitch, right? Whereas Matt Ishbia is the pitch. Like, mm -hmm. he, is, he is the better salesman out of all of them in order to try and get – 
said player to hear. Like he convinced KD, convinced Bradley Beal. Like he is, he is that dude. So uh, I feel very much uh, more confident about his his time in there. Yeah, another portion in this article is talking about James Jones in the front office and in particular how comfortable James Jones has been with this because there's been questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, to say the least, there's been questions about what's going on there. James Jones sounds very comfortable, but are you buying into the way that this article positioned how things are working with the front office and the way James Jones fits into it? I am. I I I, I don't think James Jones is on the hot seat. I think, listen, on paper, this offseason, he did everything opposite of what he did a year ago, and there's only been one dynamic that's changed, and that's the owner changing, right? Mm-hmm. And so you got to give him kudos for what he's done this offseason, the the moves that he, hel- he helped make, whether he made them by himself or he consulted with Matt Ishbia, whatever, however you want to break it down, he still had involvement in the decisions uh, that we're going along with this franchise. You can't deny that. Um, and then the the acquisition of all these minimums, uh, free agents, like he should be commended. What On paper, I don't think there's a lot of people out there that will be like, this team is trash or they're worse than they were last year. I don't think anybody could really say that if you watch Suns basketball for the last year. Um, so I, I feel confident that he's going to be a part of the, uh, the, the organization for a time being now, there might be some moves in terms of whether that be below him or above him that may happen. But I feel pretty good that James Jones will be a part of this franchise. And if they ever hoist a trophy, he will be in that picture. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm buying his involvement in the organization. Um, I know there are a lot of rumors going around about Isaiah Thomas's involvement and what James's role actually is. But um, I, I think that's just naturally going to happen because Ishbia and IT are friends because IT is constantly on the sidelines and around him. Um, and also just because when you have an aggressive owner like that, and he's the new guy on his first day, he gets Kevin Durant <laughs> his first off season, he gets Bradley Beal. There's going to be this natural inclination to kind of um, shade over more towards Matt Ishbia handling the situation himself um, which I don't think is entirely fair. Obviously, Matt Ishbia is opening doors that maybe James never could walk through before under the prior regime because now he's got a budget to work with that's you know sixty million higher in team salary than it was a year ago. Like that's incredible. Um, we talked about this on the show yesterday. The fact that Ishbia was willing to give these guys two years deals on the bet minimum with a player option um, at his own personal expense because that you know, that money is no longer being reimbursed by the NBA based on the vet minimum, you know, reimbursement on that salary cap hit. Now he's taking that upon himself, plus the luxury tax fees that come with that kind of investment. Um, this this is the type of budget that James Jones has not had to work with. I, I didn't really understand that so mm-hmm. much yesterday when that news came out. And I was like, sure. wait, wait. But then I thought about it more and I was just like, and I might be saying something that you all already understood, but I'm going to say it out loud anyway, just in <laughs> case you didn't. Uh, the fact that they gave him two-year deals basically told every single person, like, listen, even if you fuck up in year one, you still got year two if you want to try and make it up. You got two shots to get yourself a phenomenal contract after this. And I think that's what sold a lot of those guys. Yeah, the player option. And you got to you got to wonder and I'd imagine it probably was James's idea understanding the mentality of players yeah. and having yeah. worked as a as a player rep as a minimum vet guy. Yeah, right? as a it, minimum. it does say in the article that that 
option was presented to him because there were the two pathways that they could go this summer, try to get a star, try to go for depth. Ishbia said he wants both. (laughs) So the way to do that, to get veteran minimum guys to build out the depth is to go with the two year options. He was like this or this. (laughs) (laughs) It was, I mean, it's like that meme. Why not both? Yep, exactly. So you gotta, you gotta like that though. He's like, let's get creative. Mm -hmm. And I love that. uh, Jones helped do that, but you brought up Isaiah Thomas, right? And there's been a lot of talk about him, and it came up again in this article that that IT's been around. He was there at Summer League sitting with James Jones, uh, and Winhorst asked Ishpia directly uh, during their interview, and Ishpia again responded, quote, As I said the day I was introduced, Isaiah's a friend and has no formal role. formal role. If that changes, we will announce it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's kind of the boilerplate, but I feel like the if that changes, we'll announce it is doing a lot of work in that uh, in that quote. And I say that because I heard from some sources that there's a belief. Sources. My my sources are telling me uh, uh, that there's a belief that Isaiah Thomas will be named general manager of this team sooner rather than later. Mm. So that again. I think we all feel that that may be where this is headed, but the the continual denial is interesting to me. Man, this is fascinating. I, I don't even know what the part what part of this is more fascinating. The fact that I know that Suns Land is going to have such vitriol uh, towards this, this if it, it does come true, or the fact that we basically have been shown that he's a part of the organization for the last six months mm. without being told that he's part like. I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, your girl hanging out with the same guy over and over again. At some point, you just be like, mm. you don't have to worry about him. Nah, yeah, you don't have to worry he's, about he's him. Don't worry. He's just a friend. Just a friend. Don't worry. Wow. We text a lot. I ask his advice, but you don't have to worry. Yeah. yeah. Um, I still remember. <laughs> Damn. That's rough. Um, Sorry. No, I, I mean, guy, I, so. I, I think then this is we talked about this on the show yesterday. They what he told Dwayne Rankin and uh, AZ Central, very similar to this in terms of there's no official role for him at this time. Um, I get input from a lot of people that are close to me, a lot of basketball minds in terms of the Bradley Beal trade and some of these other major moves. He wasn't consulted officially. Um, so we'll see. I'm Again, it's been consistency. Everything that he said from day one has been consistent, but it does feel like even the first day we asked him that he was leaving the door open for IT to transfer into an official role at some point uh we don't know when that will be but it wouldn't surprise me if if he was introduced in that way i just folks you've seen the pictures at summer league you see the pictures courtside at suns games it's just really hard to look at that and be like he's not first of all he doesn't even live in arizona so what is he doing here in the first place (laughs) like come on just put two and two together as as hello says you you got what I need. You say he's just a friend. Oh boy. He's not just a friend. I think this is going somewhere. I'm going to refer to Isaiah Thomas as the shadow from now on. Because he is running <laughs> the shadow, the shadow uh, front office for this franchise. And I will continue to pound that uh, that table until he's officially announced. So, uh-huh. But internal matters are kept internal. Just very, very that. true. Uh, 
also, I just want to go back to this one more time. Black Sunday, thank you for joining us. <laughs> I can't wait for your $100 to be in my bank account because he's definitely going to the Clippers. I'm just telling you. <laughs> That's James Harden, of yeah, course. Harden. Uh, as Harden. Gamble, I'm sure you guys talked about it yesterday, but shot down the Harden rumor yes. and, and made sure it was very clear that the PG thing uh, was all uh, a, a fugazi, uh, just a whole made make-believe uh, exercise there that somebody came up with. What's not make-believe is the fact that there are new sons working out with the summer sons. We talked with with Eric Gordon uh, in Vegas. We also knew that uh, Kata Bates-Diop was out there. Well, they both wound up going out there and working out with the team yesterday. You saw it on Suns Twitter, and we got the video here. Uh, these guys can hit some shots, huh, Gerald? Yeah, that's what they're being brought in to do. Love it. Love to see it. Um, <laughs> wow. Look at that. Hashtag analysis. Uncontested wide open jumpers being made. Who thought that could happen? By in an this? NBA player. Um, no, but it is good. And, and we've talked about this before. Like, it's good to see Suns players in Vegas um, getting to know each other. Like, on the sidelines for the last game before we left, we saw Eric Gordon. We saw Bradley Beal campaign. Isaiah um, Ish Wayne Wright. Well, he's not a player. Uh, <laughs> but all of these guys just starting to get to know each other. And every single one that I talked to um, has already had conversations with dinner. Cam uh, With Frank Vogel, campaign was saying he and Vogel got dinner. Um, and they've had conversations. So these this is all part of the feeling out process, uh, the learning process, getting to know each other. So um, it's pretty cool that they're able to get some work out in. And like we keep talking about, they always bring in guys that are hoopers that are about the work. So this is uh, just more proof. I spoke to Eddie Johnson today on our show, uh, and he created a phrase that I, I'm not going to let go. I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, what you saw there was just an example of butt naked jumpers. Oh, butt naked uh, jumpers. He a, said, what he a great said, band name. He said, I don't like that. He at said, all. and I quote, <laughs> the way KD, Beal, and Booker are going to play, all those dudes are going to get some wide open butt naked jumpers. <laughs> Does that not sound like a bad name, Gerald? I feel like does. that's a t-shirt, I mean, a bad t-shirt. We're going to make wear. the shirt, man. I want some uh, wide open butt naked jumpers. The like, butt that's, naked jumpers. <laughs> yeah, that's that happening, is man. wild. That is <laughs> their, their first album released, nothing but net. All right. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> butt naked jumpers. All right. Also, uh, Beta, uh, we got to get, uh, we got to get Kata some sun shorts. He was wearing. Those were sun shorts. No, he's wearing. Yes. If he turns to the side. They Those the, are Spurs have, shorts. They have the sunburst on the side when he no, turns to the right. No, that's the other guy. There's three people shooting in My that, God. isn't there? I'm pretty sure. Run the video again, Emma. Let's look. look when he turns to the I'm right. I'm almost positive. There's he, suns. Nope, there's a sunburst. There's there? right there. Oh, right. my yeah. God. Ooh, okay. then, in the face. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, good thing we, I didn't bet you 100 bucks. That would have yeah. been stupid. But yeah. uh, you know what? Roll. I got to call my roll. guy Jay over there and say, why do we got shorts that look like the Spurs <laughs> shorts? Maybe they just slapped the sun sticker on one of his uh, Spurs shorts. They, I don't <laughs> care. I want those shorts now. You know, we've got a new partner here. At PHNX and Saul, I know it's uh, a group that you've partaken uh, in. Our friends over at Wink, you, you want to tell us a little bit about it because I have not had the opportunity uh, to try this, but it's high on my list for next week. Oh yeah, I mean it's a THC drink, a seltzer. It's nice and crispy. They have a lot of different flavors: mango, tangerine. They have lemon lime. They have blueberry. It's fantastic. Two point five milligrams, so it's not going to get you like schnockered. 
Should I don't know. It Hammered. is now. It is now. But naked jumpers while you're snuckered. Let's go. Uh, so, I mean, it's a nice blend of THC. Uh, like I said, it's a seltzer. Uh, and uh, you can get your stuff by checking out drinkwink.com. That's W-Y-N-K. And or countdowndrink.com to utilize their drink finder to locate a store near you. You can also order them directly online. Wink only. And only 2.5 milligrams per can. I'm telling you, folks, sometimes, sometimes you don't, you know, you're not trying to get high. You're not trying to, but you're in the middle of the day. Maybe you're a little antsy. Maybe you got a little anxiety. Hey, you take a little drink of that. You're good to go. You know what? It's not going to fi- fix your anxiety. A loca cola <laughs> from our friends over at Circle K. No, That'll hype your anxiety up, but Circle K will take care of you in general. The best gas that we have out here they've got great prices on that <laughs> plus <laughs> you went with gas <laughs> i did go with gas because i've heard you get to hear saul bookman's voice now when you go get some gas the best, best gas experience experience yeah. there you, go. you can the way pump, that was pump better than ever before nope. with circle k getting worse <laughs> <laughs> the cheapest butt naked jumpers available no, uh, uh, but you know they got great snacks. We stopped there on our way to Vegas. As soon as he said gas, I looked at the chair. The chair. <laughs> I got myself a Loca Cola, uh, four loco, and one of their great frosters, a uh, Coke and cherry Coke. But they got iced coffee for a dollar eighty nine. Twelve packs of beer starting at just nine ninety nine. Uh, uh, you can get all sorts of things that'll give you gas too, if that's what, where you're going for. Uh, but make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff right now. Text PHNX to three one three one zero to join the sms subscriber club and get a buy one get one free offer on a 32 ounce polar pop and believe me with how the west weather is right now you gotta get something nice and cool to drink head to circle k.com slash store finder to find a circle k near you or just drive to the closest corner because there's likely a Circle K there. And then our friends at Shady Rays, I was talking about the weather. It is bright out there. It was bright in Vegas. Uh, And if you need to get, you know, your eyes taken care of, you need those sunglasses in the worst way, uh, they've got the best. They are built to last. Uh, And if you use that code PHNX, you're going to get 50% off two pairs or more. They're the best independent sunglass company with world-class products. They've got the best warranty on any sunglasses you're gonna get out there i lose my shit all the time in anger and in uh, actual stuff that i misplace places uh and they if you lose them they'll take care of you or if you break them they'll take care of you and exclusively for our listeners shady rays uh is giving out their best deal of the season as i said go to shadyrays.com use the promo code phnx and you're gonna get 50 percent off of two pairs or more of polarized sunglasses Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over two hundred and fifty thousand people. You can't can't be wrong with that many people being right. Also, uh, we are not going to talk shit about four local people because the four local people actually did respond to Espo's tweet. They did. And hell, yeah. they might end up being a sponsor of ours, and we're down for it. We're all about paint thinner, four loco, whatever you want to call it. It's fantastic. Also, uh, uh, Black Sunday in the chat. He's uh, he's kind of trying to tug at my heartstrings. I don't know if he knows me, but he's talking about he wants to collect his money at Papa Doe. And guys, you know how I yeah. feel about Papa Doe. So Black <laughs> Sunday, I'll tell you what. Right now, you and me, whoever wins, 
we we exchange cash at Papado down why, for it. Why not just Papado gift cards? I mean, that's not I a bad idea either. Yeah, that's I like want, I want my hundred dollars. Well, that's two good meals <laughs> over Papado. Have you? I want to look somebody in the eyes as as they have to hand me money in my hand. <laughs> Give me that uh, shit. You know who looked uh, James Jones in the eyes when he got guaranteed six million dollars this summer <laughs> campaign, <laughs> and we had a chance to catch up with him out there at summer league. Uh, Gerald doing the Lord's work and and getting all these guys out there at summer league. Let's hear from campaign and what it means to be back with the Suns for him. A lot of big questions. How are you feeling about the Bradley Beal edition? All the new guys you've got. Oh, I'm just looking forward to it. Oh, man, our roster looks amazing, man. I'm just ready to get on the court and honestly get started, especially with the new coaches as well. All right, how have you been connected with Frank Vogel so far? Oh, it's cool. We had dinner uh, last night. Um, worked out in front of them the other day as well. Um, it's been pretty cool. He cool. Um, Seeing like seeing like he for the players, he a champion. Uh, we we played against him, so like it's, it's it's gonna be pretty cool to see like the tricks of the trade he got to bring to the organization. Ah, uh, he hooping, he hooping. He almost it looked like he got almost all the points in the first quarter, but uh, uh, he doing his thing, man. He gonna he gonna be a great addition for us. Uh, I like his size, and I mean he a lefty, so I I, I love that too. <laughs> How exciting is it to have as a ball handler all these different ball handlers like Bradley? Uh, it's, it's big time, man. It, it kind of just shakes up the game. Uh, kind of like keeps keeps teams guessing. Can't give them a steady dose of the same thing. And it's also a press reliever. I can play off the ball. Uh, they're going to uh, draw a lot of attention. So I get a lot more open shots. I know how excited you are when he's on the I know the Suns fan waiting on the championship and uh look like we on that right path right now and I just hope we can bring one to the valley. I like how he looked at the camera. Yep. He's like, I just hope we can bring one to the valley. <laughs> yeah. Bing. No, that's uh that's awesome. It was good catching up with him. He was like I said about all these guys, they're in the middle of hanging out with their teammates talking to much more important people than us. So it's always nice of them to give us <laughs> a few minutes of their time and answer a few questions during the off season when they don't have to worry about doing all this type of stuff. It's a lot easier for them this off season though, than last where there were no moves and everybody's asking, Oh, is Katie going to get traded? Now they could be like, yeah, look at all the, look at this squad we got. We're excited. Yeah. So a lot easier for them to talk about, but I, let's take a look at campaign in 2023-24. Mm. Where do you guys see his role? Because I've heard a lot of different things. Some people suggest he could be in the starting lineup. I had a few national media guys suggest that might be the route that they should go. Some have even said he could be the third string point guard on this team with Jordan Goodwin getting minutes ahead of him. Where do you see campaign fitting in? I don't see him as the starting point guard for sure. I think what you're looking for campaign is uh, that six to eight minute mark of the first quarter coming in, uh, supplanting either Bradley Beal or Devin Booker, depending on how they want to work their rotation this year. Devin Booker will start off as the point book, I think, uh, in 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 conjunction with Bradley Beal and KD. Um, and I think I think that's what campaign's role is going to be. And campaign, you're looking for just to kind of supplement things from from maybe the middle of the second middle uh, to the or I'm sorry, the middle of the first to the middle of the second, and then you bring back that that trio again to finish off each each half 
Um, that's kind of what I would look at. So the beginning and end of each half, you would have that trio no matter what. Um, and campaign would be everything in between on both halves. So that's he would be the backup guard, uh, whatever way you want to fit him in. Yeah, assuming he is still on the roster, I agree with Saul. I, I don't think you start him because if you're going to start a player who plays point guard, it needs to be a point of attack defender. And as dedicated as Cam is to that end of the floor, he's not the type of point of def- attack defender they would need like a Josh Okogie or a Jordan Goodwin even. Um, I don't think he'll be the third string guy. I still think Goodwin has a lot to prove. They're going to have these battles in training camp. Obviously, I don't think anything is guaranteed outside of you know the core four guys that are going to be starting in terms of role. But um, I, I do think that his ability to play on or off the ball will help him. Like I asked him, he's excited to play with other guys that can do that. Obviously, we know Book and KD, but Bradley Beal can do that. Eric Gordon can do that. There's a lot of versatility um, because all of these guys are spot-up threats and all of them can put the ball down and attack and dish if need be. So I, I think there is a place for campaign in this lineup if he's still on the roster. Frank Vogel has talked highly of him. Um, you know, he left the door open for him to win the starting job even. Um, I don't think that'll happen, but he, he definitely has a place on this roster. Um, and I think playing around so many efficient threats will help with his versatility on and off the ball. Yeah, I feel like it depends on which version of campaign you get too. Mm-hmm. Because if it's the 2021 cam, it, that guy has a role and an important role with this. If it's if it's the guy we saw last year at times, you have to wonder where that'll kind of play out. But I do love... I do love that he can play at a fast pace, and I think this team is going to have to do that more often than not mm-hmm. to really put other teams in a bad position defensively and wear them out over the long run. I totally agree with that. Um, also, I think there's another aspect of campaign that we completely overlook in a little too much, especially with this team. Because if you go down top to bottom on this roster, you have a, a lot of I, – I mean, it's hard, it's, it's hard to see KD and Booker in this flight, but – they're not the most like energetic guys, you know what I mean? Like they're they're not coming in like you know hyping their teammates up a lot. You know they're they're pretty reserved in that in that regard. Um, they'll talk shit, don't get me wrong, mm. but uh, but they're not really like the raw raw guys, right? And every team needs a couple of those dudes that just kind of hey hey let's go keep your head up let's go keep going keep going kind of guy campaigns definitely that individual, right? Um, you know Da can be that individual as well when he's. When he's feeling good, uh, and you you lost a couple of those guys in the off season, so I'm I, I think campaign definitely has a role for that if he's like 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 Gerald said if he's still on the roster by that point because um, again when when campaign is on I, I mean I don't there's not too many other guys out there that give you a lift quite as much as campaign because his kind of nature by the way he goes about it it used to be Mikhail that did that you know he would do the three stuff or you get hyped up campaign would also do that in conjunction with them now is just campaign and when campaigns on a roll like you feel it through watching the tv like yeah talk that shit you know what i mean mm. you get hyped up so um you know i think for for his team that that's a good thing yeah and the struggle for him over the last year or so has been bottling up the energy that he brings and the change of pace the speed that he brings to the table while still making good decisions that was something that monty talked about a lot and campaign talked about as well was trying to find that right balance between bringing that element, that electricity to the court, but also not making mistakes and not taking bad shots. And that's going to be 
as important as ever with this group now moving forward um, because he does have a lot of superior scoring options around him. He has a lot of more efficient shooters flanking him. So when he comes in, his job is going to be to set the table a lot more than it's been in the past. You know, this is a guy that averaged 10.3 points in 20.2 minutes per game, but it's because he was taking 9.4 shots. So like he wasn't very efficient the last two seasons. He was super efficient that breakout year that he had the season before. I think now the challenge for him is going to be, okay, how do I take advantage of the driving lanes that maybe I'll have because of the people that are around me? And also how do I set up guys who are a little bit more efficient scorers than me? Um, and, and that's going to be on Frank Vogel and him to kind of uh, navigate that together. Let's address the elephant in the room when talking about campaign. Don't mm. look at me when I say there's an elephant in the room, all right? Uh, I think he looked at the ceiling. <laughs> I looked at the ceiling first. Then he looked yeah, over at you. I was uh, like, Jake Fisher of, uh, of Yahoo Sports, who uh, I, I saw personally at Summer League and really just looks like a Walmart version of Nick Wright, but that's ne neither here God, nor there. Dude. He had a rumor. Way, way to build relationships. Hey, he, he turned shame. us down for an interview, so I'm just uh, I'm <laughs> so going just there. Him, huh? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I, I don't think he's watching. Let me say that. Mm -hmm. uh, he had a, a rumor today in his piece on Yahoo Sports. It was kind of throwaway last few paragraphs. He said, uh, the Pacers have been mentioned in another possible trade discussion this week. Phoenix has uh, continued to explore trade scenarios re revolving around campaign, which is really their one tradable asset if you're not going to move DA, and that the name TJ McConnell has been on the Suns' radar for a while, and it could be a three-team deal involving the Knicks. I checked in on this and was told that there is no way that uh, Indiana is going to trade T.J. McConnell to the Phoenix Suns. But how do you guys feel on it? What are your thoughts on, on potentially moving Cam? Well, if we're talking about T.J. McConnell, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know how I feel about T.J. McConnell. Listen, whether T.J. McConnell has got a unique game because he's one of the few guards in the NBA that just does everything at, at, at as a high level as he can. He brings a lot of energy every single game. Uh, he doesn't back down to defender or to, to, to other players. Um, and he, and he gets his teammates involved. He's a, he's as good a teammate as you will ever find in sports period. I saw it at U of a, I've seen it while he was in, in the league and now with the Pacers, like he, he has that DNA with the 76ers is the same way. Um, like he, he's got that about him. Okay. And he's, he's consistent and he's consistent. And so I do like TJ McConnell. Um, but again, the logistics of this make it very difficult to pull off. Uh, we did talk about, however, a few weeks ago, we talked about the Orlando trade scenario for DA and the, and the Indiana trade scenario for DA. And both of them did not include a point guard at the time. And, and one of the key, Parts of those trade deals was the Suns wanted a guard in return. The Suns wanted T.J. McConnell for the from the Pacers and for the Orlando Magic. It was any plethora of the guards that they have over there. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for possible avenues for D.A., you're looking at a potential scenario where uh, Miles Turner would be involved, which has been rumored a million times over since last year, um, in order to get TJ. I don't think that's happening. I think Frank Vogel is pretty much set and locked in on DA, but you never know. Again, uh, EJ today, we talked about it, and he said I, he doesn't think the Suns will make a big move because, you know, the Harden rumors and stuff like that, mm -hmm. unless something just knocks their socks off. 
-hmm. Well, maybe that's the thing that knocks their socks off. Miles Turner, another player, and TJ McConnell for uh, several Suns players, including DA. I feel like that would be a mid-year kind of thing if you don't feel like it's it's clicking quite the way you need it to. I, I don't know. I don't see them moving DA at this point, but that's yeah. just me. Yeah, it, it could be something you revisit later in the season. Um, obviously, in Vegas, we saw Frank Vogel talking to Rick Carlisle, um, to you know former Pacers coach, current Pacers coach, um, and we have it on good authority that Carlisle is a fan of DA's. Yep. Uh, you know, we're not saying that they were talking about trades or anything like that. But <laughs> Frank Vogel was like, "Can I interest you?" <laughs> but they have a good relationship, obviously. Um, the thing is, like, paying for McConnell doesn't work straight up because. Since the Suns are above that second luxury tax apron now, they can only take up to 110% of campaign salary back. Um, campaign's making $6.5 million, so they can only take $7.15 million. In return, McConnell makes $8.7 million. Um, if you add in Ish Wainwright's $1.9 million team option, that works financially. Um, and those second-round picks that the Suns acquired in their recent Isaiah Todd trade could come into play there. Um, but Fisher also mentioned a multi-team scenario with the Knicks who are looking for multi-team trades involving Evan Fournier. Um, for those don't wondering, Google it. huh? Don't Google it. Yeah. Don't Google his name. <laughs> um, for those wondering, Jordan Goodwin was a recently traded player, so he can't be put in Ish Wainwright's place, uh, until two months have passed. So that would be August 22nd. Um, it could be a bigger trade with DA if something happens, but for right now, a one-on-one -on -one trade doesn't work. And I don't know that the Pacers would be interested in that. Um, I, I know that for the Suns, like I think McConnell maybe fits what you're looking for in that backup point guard role a little bit better as a table setter. Um, he's a guy that averaged fewer points in campaign but took three fewer shots last year. Um, he's more of a defensive presence, um, and he's a better playmaker table setter in that way. And he's a lot more efficient as a shooter. So even though he's getting less shots, He's making the most of them, and I feel like that's the type of thing that you really want with this group because you have superior options all around you. Two things I want to bring up. Number one, some people are saying in the chat, the 15th, which is the day after the the, the 14th, for you math majors. For all you master counters out there. <laughs> is the DA deadline. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so we, we will pass that. Number two, I'm just going to throw this out there because, you know, I just say what I sees. Mm -hmm. uh, Frank Vogel and uh, Rick Carlisle were having a lot of conversation uh, <laughs> next to us at, uh, you know, uh, courtside at Summer League. He was I'm just saying. Vogel's probably like, have you tried this place in, uh, in Indy? <laughs> you know, I know you were there before, but did you did you like this food? Because you I, think that's the go-to? Yeah. Rick Carlisle's been in Indiana forever. Yeah, I know, but they're probably trading notes on, well, what do you think about Indiana? St. Elmo's and this overrated? Like, probably. Yeah, sure. like. <laughs> Like, oh, do you, do you actually think the Colts can do anything this year? I don't know, but <laughs> I highly doubt that Vogel uh, Vogel and uh, and him were sitting there next to you guys talking trade they deals. They were sitting literally right literally, next to Shane. Literally right next to him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were not discussing. They're so like, hey, let's think. sit near the media and talk about a trade deal. <laughs> you don't no, know. No, they were not. They certainly weren't talking about Indiana <laughs> restaurants. I will say I will say this. Huh. I'm pretty sure DA was in Vegas. And we didn't see him at any of the Summer League games. How do you know he was in Vegas? Well, because there was a Puma event out in Vegas, and they did a, a Puma launch of his new uh, shoe. Mm. And then uh, his brother on Instagram 
was in Vegas. So I'm just putting two and two together. I don't have did it on. See, did you see the sources. drop? The commercial drop? No. I mean, he couldn't even be bothered to leave his house. He was. It was just in his backyard. <laughs> I, I, so I don't have that on good authority. I'm just connecting some dots. But yeah. if we're going to stir shit with, well, they were talking together I with an earshot <laughs> of Gerald, and Gerald didn't hear a mention trade. Like, <laughs> Everybody's with an earshot. You just got to keep your voice low. Uh, That's yeah. all you got to do. You know what helps me keep my voice low? Clearly not Indiana food restaurants. Food poisoning? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. But also our friends at OGs, they like they calm me down. I, I get in a different headspace. How did that go for you this loud. last weekend, huh? I didn't I, I didn't I didn't hit the OGs this past weekend. Oh. I didn't. I oh. I did not partake right. this weekend no. in OGs because I did not stuff. I was yeah. not with Saul. <laughs> I was not with Saul on the concourse and I That's did true. not feel safe. Uh, with with Emma watching me on the concourse. Yeah, Lindsay definitely was uh, not yeah, going to. She was going to throw you to the wolves. Yeah, she was yeah, like, sure. hey, out that way to the desert. Have fun, Espo. Bye. <laughs> like, so I was, I did not have you as my Sherpa, you my see, guide. See that water out there? Yeah, go out there. It's just a mirage. <laughs> yeah. So, so I didn't, I did not partake on the concourse, I but I will be here, uh, here shortly because I want to try the new flavor and the happy balance. Two things I have not, have not tried yet with ogs but i'm really excited to do it they've got some of the best flavors uh, out there in the business but if you want to try them out and i highly recommend that you do find them at your local dispensaries or at ogsbrands.com must be 21 or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly and you know what i love when i've had some ogs what some illegal peach because i am hungry <laughs> as all hell when i'm high and illegal peach has some of the best food out there best mexican food in the valley happy hour specials also and look uh it's not patio season but they got a great indoor space uh at illegal peach where you can get some great beers some great food and you take advantage of their happy hour from three to six Every day, and they've got the bowls, the tacos, the salad, the burritos, the nachos, anything you want that's Mexican food. They got it, and they get it to you quick, and it's delicious. Stop in either their Tucson or Tempe locations for a house beer bucket for you and your whole crew, five pints for 15 bucks. Uh, that's a hell of a deal. Soak up the sun with a loaded burrito and crisp beer. I, it says on the patio, I don't recommend that right now. 119 <laughs> degrees, probably not patio weather uh, right now, or good for your beer or your burrito, mm -hmm. but they're indoors is great. So Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. And if you love beer, our friends at Four Peaks have you covered. Uh, they've got so much going on and some of the best beers in the Valley. I know that they're distributing all the items to teachers right now. It's a great cause that they they work with. I love that they do that for teachers. If you want to try one of their tea shop beers, you got to go out there and try it. I, it sells it one of your favorites. It is one of mine, but I don't remember. Is tea shot yours or what's one of your favorite? It is my now? favorite. All right, good. I just <laughs> wanted to confirm it. I was going to say it was, didn't want to lie to the good people. So mm -hmm. check out four P at four peaks brew or at four peaks pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery must be 21 or older to drink four peaks and please drink responsibly. Uh, let's, let's do something fun. 
Okay. Hey. I know you guys had a detox episode yesterday. Yeah, kind of. At least yeah. that's what the graphic said. Yeah. I didn't listen. All right. I'm just going to be yeah, honest. That's fine. You, were, you had your head in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, I, your voices weren't going to be the soothing thing I needed. <laughs> well, not feeling well. But I thought, you know, we've recovered a day from Vegas, mm-hmm. and now it's time to do a draft of the worst things about Vegas. The order is going to be Gerald, me, and Saul. <laughs> You get the you get the whip around pick. I get kind of screwed here, stuck in the middle. Awesome, uh, Gerald. What is the worst thing about being in Vegas? What's your first pick? Man, there are so many options that you could go with as the number one pick here. Um, I'm just gonna go with general hangovers. Every day that you wake up in Vegas, you feel like you were going to die, and maybe that's just a lack of self control that goes hand in hand with it in that city, but. It's it's always present in Vegas, and then you have to rally, so that makes it even worse. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna go with the uh, the electronica music that is everywhere because yeah, it's all you're hearing noise, <laughs> and inevitably my head just started doing this and everything, you know, bobbing my head and everything we're doing. So I'm gonna say that constant music, yeah, is. That's such an old man thing to say. You can't ever get peace and quiet in Vegas. No. This is true, except in your room. Yeah, well, even then, well, if yeah. you get the yeah. the day club below, <laughs> you feel it reverberating on the windows. <laughs> true. Uh, I'm going to say uh, losing your money. Yeah, that's, that's good. I mean, I feel like that's one of the worst things about Vegas is yeah. losing your money. Uh, and then, ooh, the second one. Now I'm starting to lose it. Um, let's go with... Oh, yeah. The old casinos that are starting to like the old casinos, they're like, why would you even go there? Why would you even bother? Like they got some old shows, the old shows, the old shows, the old shows, the old shows. shows. Like, like nobody's trying to go watch David David Copperfield anymore. (laughs) Oh, man. Man, just throwing David Copperfield under the bus. Uh, My second pick is going to be the half naked people that shouldn't be half naked. The performers on Fremont Street. Yeah, did you? (laughs) There was a dude the first night in kiss face makeup, no shirt, assless chapped. Oh, man. What in the actual hell is going on there? And this was not a person that should be an assless chapped. I I kind of like the the freak show that you see out there. Oh, man. I could do without it. Um, Let's see. Kind of similar to Saul, but like. The fact that you can't get a meal in Vegas for less than like $50 oh unless God, it's fast yes. food. Yeah. So I'm going to just do $50 meals for my next pick. Because um, even if you're not gambling and losing your money, you're still losing a lot of money just getting yourself food <laughs> half the time. That's yeah. true. Um, and then I got to go with the heat on top of that. Like, especially if you're going to be walking pretty much everywhere on the strip. It's unfortunate that we get out of the Phoenix heat in July for summer league. And walk right into the Vegas oven because that just makes it it makes it tough to stay outside. Yeah, that's fair. I'm just gonna say the smell. The smell. There is distinct <laughs> Vegas smell that when you get all your clothes home, if you don't put them right in the washing machine, that smell just clings to it. So I'm gonna say smell. Okay. Um, hmm. I I, I can't say the heat because that's just like here. So and I'm gonna, oh, I just, just I freaking just took that. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> There's a different reason why I was going to go with that. Okay. Um, okay. How about limited stay? Because mm-hmm. of all the other factors that you guys are bringing up, like you can only be in David in Vegas for like right. two days. It's got a 48 hour half life, yes. and yes. then things get yes. Then it gets yeah. a little wonky. Then your body it. rejects it. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the uh, we'll just call them the 
The pamphlet guys. Ah, yes. The stripper car. <laughs> hey! Yeah. You can't say yeah. what they say. Yeah, the pamphlet guys. Yeah. You know, we call them stripper oh. cards or whatever. That's fine. But they're not strippers. I'm just saying. Far, far less of them than there used to be, though. Well, we I weren't all the that. way on the strip. That's why. That's that's true. That is fair. Uh, shoot. Well, I'm trying to think here. When you're looking at Vegas... So many of the There's things, so many of the things are good when you do them, and not so much later <laughs> in retrospect. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. So <laughs> that's usually how bad decisions work. <laughs> this, is, this is very true. Uh, I, man, this is tough because mm. we've gone through a lot of the, a lot of the worst things about it. Um, I'm going to say the the cocktails because usually you pay 30 bucks for it mm-hmm. and it's just not it's watered down it's not it's not the quality. Okay. We went to a few places that had extremely good cocktails mm-hmm. but uh that's uh that's you know I think that that is probably the one of the because you spend so much damn money on it. If mm-hmm. I spend that much money, I want it to at least taste good. Right. Like I'm not just doing it so I can I can get drunk and taste a you know a plastic bottle uh, alcohol in it. I want the good stuff if I'm going to pay for it. Yeah. So. Um. Let's see. So I got back to back picks to close oh, mine out here. Out. Um. Traffic on the strip is terrible. Like if you try to, you, you either have to walk everywhere or you have to sit in an Uber for like 15 minutes longer than you normally would. Um, because there's just so much traffic now, especially during summer league time. And my last one, this is tough because there's a lot of good ones. I'm going to go with just general dehydration. I feel like you (laughs) never can find water in Vegas. You never drink water (laughs) while you're there because you're always sipping on a beer or a drink or whatever. And every time I get back from Vegas, like my lips are chapped. I usually get sick. I just don't drink enough water in Vegas and it feels like there's nowhere good to just like buy a bunch of bottled water and keep it in your room. I think that's fair. Uh, I hate the airport in Vegas. The Vegas airport sucks. Really? Yeah. In part because when you're leaving, you're just around a bunch of people that feel exactly like you. There's still slot machines everywhere. It's impossible to get around the thing. And their security is a bunch of assholes. I can tell you firsthand (laughs) from going through it the other day. I'm going to go with the fees. There's fees for everything. (laughs) Parking fees, resort fees. Uh, You have a a fee that's attached to your bill. What do they call us? Like a surplus or something like that? Surcharge? A surcharge. Like... Oh my gosh! All the all the extra additional fees that you have to pay just to go out, just to park, just to enjoy the casino. Like, my God, stop with the fees. <laughs> the two that I feel like I wanted to draft and just narrowly missed the cut for me were finding a bathroom in casinos. Yes. <laughs> yes. Why is that ten times harder when you're sober than it is when you're drunk? <laughs> yes. It's the most bizarre thing. I was like completely sober, and I was like, "Where the hell is the bathroom?" Because here? when you're drunk. 
Anything could be a bathroom. You're just fucking <laughs> well. Oh, oh, no. Especially on Fremont Street. Oh, no. Man, I don't want to get drunk in Vegas with you again. Every time we, we walk to, we walk to a, a, a restaurant the, one of our last nights there, mm. and every nook and cranny that you could think of to take a piss in, mm. uh, <laughs> there somebody had already taken a piss <laughs> yeah, in that cranny. I'm like, Jesus. care of that. Yeah. Terrible. What was your other one? The other one was the drive slash flight home is always mm. miserable. Yeah. It's always a terrible experience. I, uh... I think that one that will be on this list in the future is that sphere. Really cool to see the first what? time. Dude, I think eventually no. I'm just going to be like, stop. I don't need to constantly oh, see some weird ass project. Oh because you know inevitably they're going to have ads for like DUI lawyers and shit on there. They're not going to do yeah, that. Right now it's cool. Oh, it's a basketball. Now that is going to be ads. There's or, just no way. I guarantee they're going to do ads on that <laughs> Oh my thing. gosh. No somebody way. did tweet. It's all. Everybody loves the sphere. It's all fun and games until somebody hacks it and puts porn on there. <laughs> <laughs> then they love it. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. I couldn't even imagine. But until that day, the sphere is But the also shit. that sphere is like, they haven't even opened it yet. And they're not opening it until September. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be uh, a YouTube, uh, or not YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Gotcha. Uh, YouTube concert series uh, for like 25 shows, which is going to be awesome. 17,000 scenes. It's built for the acoustics. Like it's, that's all it's going to be. They're not going to put basketball in there. They're not going to do anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for that. I'm sure the arena itself will be spectacular. I just think the LED portion of it eventually I'll get tired of. So that's our show. We We hate life. (laughs) In Vegas, it's pretty easy after five days to to feel that way. (laughs) I was still cool when we were leaving. I I did did too. too. I did too. But I said, eventually, I think I'm going to find it annoying. Mm. Uh, you must I, hate the Eiffel Tower too, huh? Never mind. Anyways, <laughs> uh, especially the <laughs> one in Vegas. No. He was totally going to say Land the plane. Let's, land the, <laughs> let's get the hell out of here. Wait, before you another, go, no, though, it's before you go, you need to go to gophnext.com oh, right. and become a diehard if you haven't already done so. We had a lot of diehards uh, subscribe, actually, in the last yeah. month. We had, I think, a record month of diehards. Uh, you can be one of those guys or girls. Just come join us and get free merch. It's awesome. Plus 20% discounts on everything that we have to offer. Plus discounts on events that we have to offer. We have a takeover event for the D-backs going on here in a couple weeks. Like It's just fun all the way around. So become a diehard. Check it out. Plus our phnxlocker.com has gotten revamped. It's a nice little... It's a nice new website, so Much you can check that out. Use. Much easier to use. And just by going to that, you save 10% off any merch that you want to get. So come on. Be a yeah. diehard. Well, and doing it supports us, and we love hanging out with you. We love being part of this community. So make sure to check it out. Plus, you unlock some of Gerald's premium content, which is the best stuff. He saves the best stuff for you diehard. So check it out. Uh, let's get the hell out of here. Uh, he's Gerald Borgay. You can follow him at Gerald Borgay. He's Saul Bookman. You can follow him at Saul underscore Bookman. The show is at PHNX underscore Sons. And you can follow me at Espo. And remember, just because you hate buildings doesn't mean you hate everything else. Ahoy, ahoy. Tell the Phoenix Metro, Megas in control, and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX, though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I'll always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No-